You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 378. You're listening to The Lively Show. This podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's show. I hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you are. And before we get into the episode that you're about to listen to, I wanted to give a little bit of a background on some other things we're cooking up for you that are in store right now. Currently, IVFT graduates are doing their certification process before their final graduation coming up in a few weeks. So if you're an IVFT person in training right now, I hope you're enjoying your certification sessions. And if you're part of the community and you've already volunteered through the outreach we did looking for free session people to help with the certification process for the graduates. I hope you're enjoying your sessions with the graduates. If they've reached out to you, then you've been paired and you'll be working with them shortly. Um, Other than that, we also have Bella Vita. The Evergreen course is now live. So if you missed the live version of Bella Vita, the Create Your Own Reality audio series that I did for six weeks of the first part of 2023, it's now available at your leisure whenever you want. You can go to download and join that class at jesslively.com slash bellavita. But soon enough, it will be bellalively.com slash bellavita. I'm very excited for the Bella Lively launch. We're still working on that for you guys. It is becoming so beautiful. I just got the photography in my hands literally today, and we're still working on the website design, and they are going to look so majestic. I'm so, so, so excited for this next up-leveling, this rebirth of myself on the internet and also our company as a result of that. So it's very exciting to be putting us all together for you. I'm so honored and excited to have this next reincarnation basically coming to your door very, very shortly. And yeah, other than that, let's see, IVFT, Bella lively.com, Bella Vita. Yeah, that's, those are the bases right now. I'm also in London, as you may know, and I'm today speaking with Jennifer in our Beauty of Life series. Jennifer in today's episode is going to talk about really quickly, right at the start of our session, she brings up some concerns she has about being a mom to an only child, Finley, a little five-year-old boy. And so we go into her inner voice and not only her inner voice, we actually go into Finley's inner voice to get clarity on what her mind is wondering if she's done right or wrong in the terms of being a mom to her child. And it's so interesting to be able to beanbag some stuff that came up for her and also get clarity from her inner voice and her sons about the subject she was worrying about. This is a great tool, obviously, for any other moms out there. If you want to try connecting to your inner voice of your child, it's something that is very, very effective and helpful to understand on such a deeper, wiser level of yourself and your child self about why things are the way they are and how you can best parent in a way that supports them at the highest, deepest level level for themselves and what they really truly came here for to experience with you. And also it's something, if you don't even have children, it's something that I do, this talking to the inner voice of someone else in your life is very helpful if you have a family member or someone that's important to you that's transitioned and no longer in the physical body. So you can still connect to them through the inner voice of that person. Or you can also use this, I've done it with sessions where people have a lot of tension maybe with a family member or someone they're in relationship with, They could going, getting them to go into the inner voice of, with permission obviously of the inner voice of this other person, but like basically not the mind of the other person, the inner voice of the other person. It's so insightful to try. So if you haven't done that before and you're curious, keep listening and yeah, let's, let's go to the show. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. You're welcome. You're just slotting right in. In the beginning, you were all like, oh, you know, what's it going to be like? What am I getting out of it? Now you're like, I'm good. Let's do it. You, you seem like you found your groove. I think just doing it a couple times and then listening, honestly, listening to the episodes has helped. Um, I haven't listened to the last one I did, but listening to like Danielle's episodes, um, it just really helped. I don't know why, but... It helped me to relax a little bit more. Well, that's great. You know, a lot of people have been saying that they loved your episode with you, the recent one where we talked about the beanbagging of all the chronic kind of mystery pain. How, I'm sure everyone's wondering, including myself, how is your wrist and your shoulder feeling lately? My wrist is feeling better for the most part. You know, every once in a while, there's still a little bit of just like kind of soreness. It's not the same kind of pain. So I feel like that's pretty... I mean, it's getting better. 
Um, my shoulder, honestly, it's still itself. <laughs> it's, um, it kind of comes and goes, you know, like right now it's, you know, I can feel it. It's there at the moment, but, you know, it's not a constant thing, just kind of like it's always been, um, you know, like after we did the bean bags, I felt like I just had a massage. Like it, it felt, I felt so, I don't know, like physically good. Um, and I told myself, I'm going to try to do this, you know, like a <laughs> couple that more times, you know, <laughs> and it's just, it's, I mean, I know it's funny because you think like, oh, well, certainly you'd find 15 minutes, you know, to sit down and, but it just, it felt like, like life just, I didn't have any time by myself this week. You know, my, we had a snow day and so my son was home and then, you know, other things happened and, um, I just, I wasn't actually home alone, um, until today. So, and I just didn't feel, I guess I didn't feel comfortable like shutting myself in a room to do it because I knew that my son would probably, you know, come and try to figure out why I'm in there. <laughs> <laughs> the mommy's beanbagging. What's beanbagging, you know, mommy? Yeah, I know. I, well. need to, I need to, you know, try to do that. But yeah, he's, my son is, uh, he can't be alone. He just does not like being alone. He says that all the time. Oh. Um, and, How old is he know, again? He's five. Oh, he's a little one. Yeah, and he's the only kid. You know, I I have a bit of guilt around that because I, I grew up with three siblings and we were never alone. And, and I always wanted to have more than one kid if I had kids, you know. Um, but it just didn't work out that way. So whenever he says that, I always feel a little bad because I didn't give him another sibling. You know, Ooh, is that a beanbag we can get rid of? Do you want to get rid of that one? I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I just, yeah, I feel... Do you really feel bad that you didn't give him another one? Because that's a feeling. If that's a real feeling, if you really feel that, we can get rid of that feeling. This, yeah. the, you know, the fact will remain that he doesn't have a sibling. <laughs> but the yeah. feeling of guilt or whatever associated kind of, I want maybe not shame, but like guilt or, um, you know, letting him down, disappointment, whatever that might be. But do you actually feel that way? Like there's actually an active feeling of, of disappointment in yourself for that? I mean, I guess so. I, I mean, part of me tells myself, of course, I didn't, it's not like I did it on purpose. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah. But is it really there? Is that something you want to let go of? The feeling of letting yeah, him down? I guess so, yeah. I mean. Why not? We got good. four months. What else? <laughs> We're just going through whatever's showing up. So the fact that that detail actually was shared is something worth noting, you know? You didn't have to, of all the things in the universe we could have talked about, that one was mentioned. So why don't we look at it and see? It may not be the easiest to get fully out because it might not be fully triggered, but even just thinking about how you would have wanted to have 15 minutes in the last two weeks to be with yourself, but that you felt guilty because he doesn't like being alone. You know, maybe this is enough to kind of poke at that beanbag. Does it feel like you can like poke at that one saying, oh, you know, I can't even be by myself because I, I, he doesn't like being alone. Does that kind of get you somewhere in a beanbag sense? Well, I mean, maybe not that, but just the, just, you know, when he says, it's not even almost about being alone myself. It's just, I wish, yeah, I wish he had someone else. Okay. You let's know, go into that. that let's feel that. So let's feel into all the energy around feeling bad that he doesn't have a buddy. Yeah. In that, you know, a sibling. Okay. So go on in, let it come up. Any of those emotions that are there, just bring up the whole big story. So let the mind go for it. And then okay. or it's okay. It's okay. So let the story come up in the mind. And then we're going to shift back down to home base in your belly, in your gut. Okay. okay. So, we're gonna, so let the mind bring up the story and then go down to home base into your chest or your heart and your belly into that area and then feel for where the emotion with connected to that story is living in the body. Okay. For anyone listening, if they're, you know, feeling into this, they might have the same story that the son has, or maybe they have the mom guilt that Jennifer's feeling or something similar. Okay. Where are you feeling it, Jennifer? (sighs) 
Is the story churning up emotion? Yeah, not yeah. really sad. <laughs> okay, good. Where's the sadness living? Now, go back to base in your belly and your chest. Deep breaths out. We're going to have to switch modes now. So instead of using your nose, we're going to use your ears. It's, we're switching senses. So we're, we brought the emotion up with the story, and now we're going to go feel to where is the sadness in the body. I guess it's just like, like on my chest. Yeah. And what's the shape? If you had to give it a shape or a size. The sadness on your chest. Feel in for it. Kind of like a, like a sand dollar. Okay. Go for the sand dollar of sadness in the chest. It's okay to feel that feeling. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Tears are great. Go for it. Go for it. People were wondering that you and Danielle are so quiet when you're beanbagging and they're like, is it, is this supposed to be quiet? And it's like, no, it's not supposed to be any certain way. Some people scream. (laughs) It's just whatever it needs. So let the tears flow. Tears are beautiful water movement of energy. Just like the, most of our planet's weather has to do with wind and water of some form. So does our breath and our tears move energy in our body. So it's fine. It's okay. Good job. It's okay to feel that. It's okay. We're not making that wrong. Of course it'd be there. Of course, based on your life, based on your son's life, based on everything that's happened, of course that would be there. We're not making that wrong. We just don't need you to hold on to it for the rest of your life. You know, of course it's there. It's okay. It's okay. Oh. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You're doing your very best, but just feel that feeling of the sand dollar in your chest. Feel the sadness. Every drop of it, it dissolves away. It's okay. It's okay. Go for it. Like, bring it on. It's, you don't have to run from it. You don't have to hide from it. You don't have to pretend it's not there. We're actually aware of it, and in awareness, we're releasing it by feeling it. It just needs to be felt. All that sadness right where it's there. Good job. It's okay. It's okay, Jennifer. Keep going. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. It's okay to feel sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Go for it. Go for it. Good job. Stay located on that sand dollar. Stay in that chest. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, so good. Good job. How is it? Same or different now in the chest? It's like a marble. Marble. Look at that. Just took a few deep breaths, a little water, and it's now a marble. So go for the marble. See if you can get it down to the, a grain of rice. <sighs> but just by feeling it, it just needs to be felt. There's a marble left of sadness. Go for that marble. <sighs> You do not need to hold on to that for another two decades, three decades of your life. Go for gold. Get the rest of that marble out just by feeling it. It just needs to be fully felt. I've been trying to explain this in IVFT, just trying to make the the mind understand. So your awareness can sense it as the sand dollar and the marble and the location of your chest. Your mind cannot. It's like asking your nose to hear the music. It's not the right sense. So we have to switch to that awareness mode that you're in right now in order for these to go away. Otherwise, your mind's just projecting or protecting these all day long and it's a whole big drama because the mind can't actually get rid of them. It can only distract you or protect you or project them at other people, and it's not useful. We just need to dissolve them just by feeling them where they're lodged in the body, the emotional body. How's that marble now? Um, I kind of lost it. I don't really yeah, feel Yeah, go it. for it. Now let's like bring up the story again. Okay. okay, big fat story. He's still single little kid. He's still a five-year-old without siblings, okay? Go for that. He's still, he's still alone, Jennifer. Yeah, is so there sad. an emotion? Okay, where is it? Where is it? That's okay. That's okay. We wanted to see if there's any more left. There is. Where is this one? Is it in the chest still or somewhere different? It's like it's kind of like in the top of my throat. Go for it. Good. What shape is it there? 
How big? Like a little toothpick. Okay, go for the toothpick. It's okay. It's okay. We want to get all of this out. You don't need to hold on to any of this story. We'll go for your inner voice after this, but we want to get these beanbags out because the beanbags are what's blocking the awareness in your mind. So go for it. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to feel the toothpick. (laughs) Yeah, go for it. You already know from the other experiences you've had, you just end up feeling better at the end of these. So just a few minutes of feeling it fully, allowing it fully, allowing it in compassion releases it. It dissolves. It just needs to be fully expressed, needs to be fully seen where it's living, transmutes back to pure awareness just by being felt, just by being expressed. You'll have wisdom on the other side of this too, which is great because you won't be in empathy to anyone else that's feeling this way. You'll have compassion, including your son. (sighs) How's the toothpick now? Mm, I don't know. I feel like something's still there. but Go for it. Keep feeling for it. Yeah, good. Your awareness is growing, right? You can say, I don't even know. But then once you do, once you turn on that telescope or that uh, flashlight, you could say, of your awareness, scan for it. Scan for those lumps and bumps. I've been calling them fruits and footballs to the IVFT group. (laughs) So we're like, a lot of people have shapes of fruits and shapes of sporting goods all over their body. (laughs) They have footballs and basketballs and soccer balls and eggplants and in your case right now, sand dollars and toothpicks. It's okay. It's okay. You're feeling into. And the the reason I care about the shape is just because you really, your mind can't feel the shape. It just has the story plus emotion. So the location plus a shape makes you really out of your head, really in your awareness, which is where it dissolves. Some, you know, modalities, we'll talk about colors and stuff. Colors, uh, to me, that's like secondary. The location of feeling into it is primary. And when I get you to go, yeah, okay, now let's go. He's still, he's still alone, Jennifer. <laughs> he's still with himself. He's still no siblings. Is there any emotion coming up from that? Not really. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I almost feel bad that I don't have any. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, what you happened know, to my mom guilt? That was really serving me to be a good mom if I'm <laughs> suffering. Okay, now that you don't, let's go to your inner voice, okay? Let's okay. get clarity. So it wasn't going to be easy to hear your inner voice or your mind wouldn't have believed it <laughs> yeah. if it could hear because of those beanbags. But now we're going to place that awareness back in home base in the belly and the chest, okay? So go on down there. Now, inner voice, when you're there, let us know. Oh, <sighs> Just exhale away the thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Inner voice, are you sad that... uh, What's your son's name, if you don't... Or we can keep it anonymous if you don't want to share. It's up to you. Oh, Finley. Finley. Okay. Inner voice, is it okay that Finley doesn't have a sibling? Exhale. Indeed. Indeed. In her voice, Jennifer feels terrible about it. Finley feels terrible about it. Sounds like everybody's feeling terrible about this, but you are not worried about it in her voice. Good job. Not at all. Not at all. Okay, not even a little bit? Not even a marble or a sand dollar or a toothpick about in her voice? Not at all. Not at all. Why not in her voice? Great job. Exhale. Why not? The mind doesn't agree with that at all. <laughs> important what's important in her voice that he's alone his experience his experience of being alone is important or something different okay why is it important that he's alone right now in her voice without siblings good job it is him it is Good job. (sighs) 
He is becoming. What is he becoming in her voice? Good job with the breathing. You don't know. You don't know what he's becoming. So you just open up and just listen. In her voice, what's he becoming? It's important that he'll be different. He'll be different because he doesn't have siblings. One reason. One reason. That's one reason. Okay. What do you want to tell Jennifer about not having more kids for herself in her voice? You have what you need. You you are different. Why is she different in her voice? than you thought. Is that a disappointment to you in her voice, that she's different than she thought? No. No, in her voice. Is it the, does the mind feel disappointed that she's different than she thought? The mind doesn't know what, what it really wants. Yeah, in her voice, what do you want? One happiness. Yeah. Are you happy now in her voice? Yes. Even with one kid only. That is part of it. That's part of it. You're happy because you only have one kid in her voice in this life. <laughs> this, this was right. This was right. <sighs> Show her how this was right. Show her how this was right. It wasn't wrong that she didn't have more kids. She, she didn't know this was what was best. Yeah. Why didn't she know in her voice? Experience. Yeah. The experience told her she should have more? Yes. Yeah. What do you want her to know about that big story of more is better in her voice? More was good for her then. This is good now. So it's not wrong? No. There's not some missing soul out there floating around waiting for this to happen or miss the boat. There is nothing. It's done. It's good. And it all worked out perfectly. got something she didn't know she wanted. What was it? One boy. Oh. And she got the right boy? The right soul? Yes. Yeah. And that's all. That's it. Does that mean she has less of a beautiful life in her voice, only having one boy? This is part, part of the beautiful life. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, inner voice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There you go, Jennifer. That's the truth of you. That is you, not in your mind. How does it feel? This feels really good to hear. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure. Sit with that. Sit with that. You did it right. (laughs) You're doing it right. You're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, just the idea that... That it was the right thing. It was for him and me. Yeah. You know, this whole time I've just been so disappointed that my plan didn't work out. Yeah. You know, I wanted more for him. (laughs) Yeah. But it seems like, you know, I guess what I was hearing was that this is better for him. You know, Isn't it doesn't make sense to me, honestly. Yeah. You know, siblings are a blessing, and I love mine so much. And I just, it's hard to understand why it wouldn't be the best. Yeah. Well, the wrong siblings wouldn't be very fun. Sounds no, like you've got true. a good <laughs> bunch of siblings. Not everyone feels 
yeah. the same connection to the siblings you may have, but that may not have been his. And you know what's interesting? Let's see if you can try this on for size, okay? Sometimes with a client that's, let's say, had a family member that passed away or even um, a difficulty in a relationship, this isn't a difficulty in a relationship really, but we're going to try this, okay? We're just going to okay. give a little experiment. So Finley, we're going to go to Finley's inner voice, okay? So what we've been doing is calling on the telephone your inner voice. Yeah. Now we're going to go to Finley's soul, <laughs> Finley's inner voice, okay? okay. So we're going we're gonna to pretend like we're using a telephone here. <laughs> we're going to okay. dial his inner voice and see if we can hear his inner voice, okay? It might feel slightly different as you're hearing it or you might perceive it and maybe not exactly in the same spot as you hear your own inner voice. That's okay, okay? But we're going to set the intention to see if we can connect to Finley's inner voice, okay? So okay. send it on down. So you kind of go down to your telephone in your belly, <laughs> but then send it on over, but direct it not to your inner voice, but to, so the question kind of we can ask is, can we hear Finley's inner voice? Does Finley's inner voice possible for us to talk to right now? Just for a little bit. And again, you just listen and exhale because you don't know. And it's okay if you don't get anything, that's fine. I'd rather you say you really don't get anything if you don't. But if you do get something, let me know. Inner voice of Finley. Is it possible to talk to you? You'll just listen, just like you do for your own inner voice. It'll feel the same effect, essentially, but just a different responder. (laughs) Can we connect to Finley's? It almost seems like there is something there, but... Yeah. Can you get any words out of it? Finley's inner voice, are you there? It's okay. It doesn't have to happen. I feel like I'm getting a yes, but yeah. Okay, it wasn't okay. Here's here. Let's try this. Okay, with that kind of clarifying, we'll do a clarifying question. Okay, Okay. inner voice was that from Jennifer's mind or inner voice, or is that from Finley's inner voice? We're now going to your inner voice. Okay, Okay. so we're actually and you know your inner voice, so we don't have to question that. We know that connection's there. So inner voice of Jennifer was that Finley's inner voice or was that her mind? Exhale. Just listen for your, his. Okay, there you go. That's how you know, okay? Beautiful. Okay, so we can go, let's go back to him. (laughs) So we're going over there. Okay, Finley's inner voice. Do you find it wrong that you don't have siblings? Inner voice of Finley, okay? So go back, just like we've been doing with you the whole time, we're now just going to his inner voice. So inner voice of Finley, is it wrong that you don't have siblings? Even if the little boy that you're in wants siblings, is it wrong to you inner voice that you don't have siblings? I do. I do what? I do have siblings. Oh, I do have siblings. Does he have siblings? He has a half a brother. Okay. So he does have some, wait a minute. So we've got yeah. a half brother that's just hiding in the corner in the curtains. Yeah. We're just hiding him. Why does Jennifer inner voice? Okay. Let's go back to Jennifer's inner voice. Why is Jennifer discounting the half sibling? She, she wanted herself to give him one. Oh, Okay. Inner voice. Now go back to Finley's. Okay. We're, we're switching up a bit, but we're, you're doing good. So inner voice of Finley. Are you sad that mom didn't give you another one through her? This is right. This is right. Why is it right for you? Finley's inner voice. Why is it right actually for you? I am strong. I'm strong. This is important. What's important? Finley's inner voice. I don't have one at home. Why is that important? I am not. Let's see, I'm hearing I am not strong yet. 
Okay. Is this being on his own making him stronger in her voice of Finley? Yes. Ah, okay. So he has a half sibling. So he has a little, he has like a sibling, but not as many or as much as he would otherwise have so that he can get stronger. There is important work. That's all I'm getting, really. Yeah, There's important work. Important work in what in her voice? Of Finley. Courage. Courage to be on his own? Let's see, I'm hearing, I have courage, but I... Good job. Have courage, but it's it's like not realized. Ah, so being on his own through this, you know, not on totally his own or anything, but just being with himself without siblings is helping him find more courage in this life. Yeah, yeah, courage is there, not realized. Okay. This is part of that path in her voice. Less siblings. All right. So this wasn't a mistake. Mom didn't fail Finley in her voice of Finley. I have what I need. She has what she needs. Yeah. Finley's in her voice. What do you want Jennifer to know? I have what I need. Yeah. She She doing a good job? She was made for this. I was made for this. So no one's doing it wrong. We are what is needed for each other. Beautiful. Anything else Finley's in her voice that mom should know? Needs to hear from you. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm okay. Better Pinky than swear? okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. There you go. That's the closest I can ever get, you guys. It's like a pinky swear. I'm like, how do I get the minds to agree that the inner voice is saying the truth? I just go for a pinky swear, even though they don't pinkies. But you got the idea. Isn't that great, Jennifer? You've done everything right. No, I do feel kind of bad now that he outed me. (laughs) You know, he does have a half-brother. He's one year old, his dad's son. And they see each other, you know, like every other weekend type of thing. And, you know, I just, I I wanted him to have what I had. And I, I guess I, I discounted, you know, that I don't know what he'll have. Exactly. And then, you know, him and his brother, you know, they're four years apart or whatever, you know, but that's actually not that big of a difference. And they're boys, so who knows, you know, hopefully they'll be buddies. Yeah, Yeah, I guess I'm feeling kind of, like I said, it's like I can't believe I wasn't thinking about that. Well, it's because you had those beanbags. You had huge beanbags in the way of the obvious truth, you know? Yeah. Isn't that amazing that people will do that all the time? Uh, we will block the obvious beauty of life from these beanbags. And the beauty of life now is that literally the series <laughs> called Beauty of Life, we're not avoiding these beanbags. We're releasing them so that the beauty, because the beauty isn't negating these beanbags. It's just moving through them so that you go back to clarity, you know? And you've just found out. You, from your inner voice and his, are in the perfect thing. Everything's been working out perfectly. Yeah, I feel like I almost kind of need to lean into the only child thing, maybe. You know, instead of trying to make up for it. What does that mean, to lean into it? Well, it's like, you know, like I was saying, he doesn't want to be by himself and I, I feel so bad, so I make sure he's not. You know, I, 
I play with him and I, I mean, I guess we're supposed to do that, but you know, I'm, I'll, I will be with him or try to figure out a way that he can be with me. And I don't ever tell him, Hey, mommy needs to do this because, and, and she can't have you right here. So you need to go, you know, play with your, you know, by yourself. Um, but if, if, you know, my inner voice is saying that him being an only child is important. So, you know, maybe it is important that he can be by himself sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not me being mean or me being selfish, you know, to to tell him, you know, for the next so long, you know, you can be by yourself and help him in that way, help him to learn how to be okay with that. And maybe that's where his strength will lie. Um, you know, instead of feeling the way I've been feeling, where it's like, oh, he shouldn't even be alone, <laughs> you know. And it's not fair that to him. It's kind of how I've been feeling about it. It's not fair. But if it's going to be part of his strength, then I'm kind of crippling him. Mm. Maybe by not wow. letting him be yeah, alone. Yeah, send that down to your inner voice. Send okay. all of that story down because it's a question mark, you know? Yeah. Maybe this is. <laughs> so send it down, inner voice, true, false, about that whole realization she just had. Lean in. It's true. You lean in to what you've been given. It's true in many ways. Yeah. What if you had the courage to thrive with it instead of doubt it? Yeah. All is well. Hmm. Classic inner voice line. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> annoyingly classic to the I know, mind. annoyingly classic. I feel like I've heard that. I feel like I've heard you uh, say that. Oh, everybody says it. I mean, not everybody's literally every session I do, but it is a anthem. If, the, if there is a motto of the inner voice, all is well is one of the top mottos. Hashtag all is well would be its social yeah. media uh, tag for sure. It's amazing. But imagine that. What if you dropped all the guilt and we could beanbag it so it is dropped and then you just thrived with your relationship with your son? Yeah. No, yeah, it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of a, from my mind at least, like it's a new, it's a new concept. I don't know. I've heard of like independent play, you know, that that's important, I guess. Um, But you know, just, I guess, being alone by itself, I hadn't really considered. Um, Building courage. Yeah, you know, because he, as a kid, you know, he doesn't, it's so weird, he does not strike me as being very courageous. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's scared of a lot of things, and if he gets hurt, he's like, you know, he's not like the fall over and keep running type of kid. Um, He seems very sensitive and um, scared of new things and change. Um, but it seems like when I, it's like when I was listening to the voice, like the inner voice, it didn't seem, it didn't seem like that. Yeah. On it the soul level, like a he's very not. different energy. He's not. Yeah. He's not scared, actually. It's just his mind going through the journey of growth in human form. So him having these um, human kind of like hangups, you know, you could say, his soul, of course, would come in to, over time, release those hangups. But there's that clinging to the old familiar fear that you might be seeing in him as a little one now. But it sounds like from the bigger perspective of his soul that's already healed from this uh, fear and already has the courage on the other side, you know, he's he's wanting this human experience, this expression to align to that courageous part of him on the other side, you could say, on the non-physical side. 
Yeah, no, it did. It did feel older, or not older, but yeah, just like I said, it felt different. It felt different than what I maybe would have thought. You know, highly sensitive kid to feel inside. I guess if I've ever imagined how he must feel inside, it's scared. You know, or but isn't that a lot like you, Jennifer? Isn't that how your mind feels versus your inner voice? Oh yeah, I guess so. So of course, this. So you know this from within yourself. You know the distance between your mind on a subject and your inner voice. The same is true for your son. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's true because it doesn't. It does feel like that. Like I'm worried, 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 and then the inner voice is just like not. Both you and your son are worried about not having the sibling, and neither of your inner voices are worried about the sibling. They're like, nope, that was on purpose. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Yeah. Like the, only the minds of both of you tell a story that says otherwise. Yeah, and I'm now I'm thinking I, I've probably maybe even, uh, what's the word? Encouraged. Compounded, it. yeah, because yep. I t- I've told him I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, like after Brighton was born, his his uh, brother, um, you know, he told me that we were doing a sign language book and he, it was baby and you could do baby brother, baby sister. And he did baby sister and he said he wanted a baby sister, you know, and I told him, well, you know, maybe they'll have another baby and you'll and have a sister, you know, and he said, he's like, well, let's have, let's you and I have one this time. <laughs> You know, and, <laughs> and when he said that, you know, on one hand, it's, you know, it's kind of cute. It's like, you know, we'll have one this time. And, but on the other, I was so sad, you know, when he said that, I, and I was, you know, I, I told him I was sorry that I wouldn't be able to do that, you know, that I wished I could. Um, and I'm sure I've said stuff like that to him. Yeah, let's send that down to your inner voice. Okay, we're just going to go straight down to yours. Inner voice, is it okay that she said those statements? Is it okay that she said those things? It's okay. She was sharing the truth with him. Good job. But now she doesn't need to anymore. Yeah. So how can she update the story? What's a more true story? Because now there's nothing to be sorry for. This was planned by both of them before they came into these bodies. So what's the more true story that a little boy, that Finley could understand in her voice? So, so she doesn't have to keep feeling like she needs to say sorry. What, what would you say to her, him in her voice? If he says, I want a baby sister in her voice, what would your answer be? He is enough. He is enough without anyone else. It is good. That's what she can say to him. He's enough. It is good. That's all I'm getting, really. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? That's actually, it's Valentine's Day as we're recording this for those listening. And it's so interesting. It's 4-4 as I see the the clock right now. So uh, alignments. Um, But it's interesting to even just think on a romantic level. Sorry, not like obviously he's five and he's looking for a sibling to love and love be loved back. But in even the greater context of humanity, there's so much spoken about needing other people to love or be loved by. But it's so amazing the more time you spend with the inner voice that it's not needing others for that love because that love is intrinsically on the inside of each individual. And so that idea of having a partner or a sibling for a little one like him, the mind's clamor for it. And there's nothing wrong with having it, obviously. But the idea of that insecurity he's feeling, not feeling courageous without it, not feeling enough without it, is certainly not just Finley on this planet. 
Yeah. You know? I I raised my hand for six years of my life and <laughs> dating. I was for sure uh, ah, like one of those people that, you know, didn't get the connection that I craved in my childhood with my family and my brothers. <laughs> so I've had two brothers and I didn't feel that connection that you felt with your siblings. Um, I deeply appreciate my family and I'm very happy I chose them, especially the wiser I get. I, the more beauty I see in what I picked and why I selected. Mm-hmm. But I think I then spent my older years looking and clamoring for the partner to build the family I didn't have connection with, with my partner. And so the idea of being where I'm at now and the courageous truth of knowing I am enough without anyone else to need to share that because it's already within myself and accessed in myself, for myself, from myself, to myself. Ooh, that sounds like a similar journey that little Finley's on, on the soul level. And right now it looks like siblings, but later it could look like partner or family, et cetera. He may still have a family and partner. There's nothing wrong with ever having those things. But thinking that you need the sibling or the outside love rather than finding that direct connection on the inside within the self, that's a very sovereign journey to freedom. Yeah, and that's and that's what I want for him, you know. I do want him to Yeah. So here, let's do this then. For that, for little Finley, who's just sounds like a little Bella, or not really Bella, it's Jess, it's the Jess version of me expressing, okay, how, now let's look back, okay, to those little moments where he's looking, potentially coming forward, right? Because you've seen how he has patterns in the past. Let's use some of those recent examples where he doesn't want to be left alone. And let's let you go into your inner voice and watch what your inner voice says to do or how to react to those scenarios or what to say. So if you want to go on down and show your inner voice some of those recent kinds of examples, or even if it's the 15 minutes to beanbag your your wrist, you know, even those moments where you didn't take those actions because you're afraid of what might happen, show those scenarios to your inner voice and see what your inner voice's take on is for Finley. Allow. Allow him to be upset. Yes, and allow the struggle. Allow the struggle. What is the struggle in her voice? He is learning how to be. How to be? Allow him to feel. Allow allow him to feel the struggle. Why is that important in her voice? He will find He will find great courage and creativity beyond, beyond the struggle, but He needs to see that. Allow the struggle. They're on the other side. Release. Release Release your guilt and responsibility. Yeah. Can you feel those beanbags of guilt and responsibility right now? Imagining that struggle happening? 
Not, not right now. Okay. I guess if I really thought about it, I probably could. <laughs> okay. Well, then watch for that in the future, okay? Okay. So that be aware that when those come up, you feel into them and they'll release. Okay. But go into the location. Don't go into the big fat story. <laughs> like, like you got to feel them for the beanbags that they are and go put mommy in a timeout <laughs> go and, uh, and beanbag the feelings. Okay. Yeah. Because no, he's I... picking up on that energy too, right? And then that validates the reason he's afraid. Yeah. No, I could see that. Because I, I, I guess deep down I don't. I'm not sure he can handle it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. A hundred percent. And you know what? I have to say, like I said, I see the wisdom and beauty of my family so much now and my feeling of it. And obviously <laughs> I keep my family pretty private because they didn't ask to be public, but I'll say the feeling I have, my father is quite hands off, but quite the wi- the older I get, the wiser I understand how he parented so hands-off. And so growing up, I like clamored for the attention and all those kind of things that I didn't feel like I received. But when, when it comes to especially money, and that's been one of the areas I've had a lot of strength in, in my life mm-hmm. as I've gotten older, and even my brothers as well, we've all been financially very independent and you could say successful with that, on our own terms even. That's even cool too, right? Mm-hmm. No one's really got golden handcuffs so much. They're all, we're all doing what we really want to do, but we're all very self-sufficient, haven't had to come to parents for money after graduating. We None of us. And it's very interesting when I reflect on how my brothers and I did that. And there was very interesting that my father always was very self-sustaining and self-sufficient himself and always made it very clear that it was his money, not ours. <laughs> so even though we grew up with like a beautiful house and he had boats and everything, it was basically like it was our house to share and we had family food and everything, you know, obviously. But like if we wanted clothes or we wanted to go do something, it was expected that we would earn the money to go do the things we wanted to do because that wasn't our money to use for that kind of stuff. Sure, I had like allowance for $12 a week to like, you know, clean the house. But I had to clean the entire giant house. <laughs> so it's like yeah. I really worked for that money. So the it was his money and he always basically knew that we could do it. And just said, yeah, you can go do that. So go do it. Like he was never questioning, oh, can they do it? Does, do they have it in them? You know what I mean? That kind of, you know, for you, when you look at him and go, can he be by himself? Is he going to be okay? You know, we had a father that was like, yeah, you're going to go do that. And not only that, you're going to buy me a boat one day and be a millionaire and I'm going to work for you when I'm older kind of thing. Yeah. Like really knew that he always reflected our ability and it never wavered. It never was a question mark that we ever felt from him. And so it's his reflection of his knowing we were capable, I think really, and we had to, because if we wanted to go do something, we needed the money to, to go do it. That's where I started my jewelry company at 15. It was like the alternative to babysitting money. And my mm-hmm. brothers worked at jobs. They didn't have their own companies, but they did work at stores all over the little downtown that we grew up in. We always had, they golf, they did caddying for golf. They always had money, just like my dad always had money. We always were self-sufficient, but it's because he always reflected that for us and expected that for us, and we didn't really have another option. Yeah. It's kind of like you're going to walk, you know? He's like, yeah, you're going to walk. <laughs> of course you're going to walk. Like, I'm not worried about you learning to go from crawling to walking. That's what humans do. He reflected to us our ability to make money like it was walking. Yeah. So that set of, um, it was never a question mark, but if he doubted it, I could imagine that we could have picked up on that doubt. And then we would have doubted and thought that the doubt was real in ourselves. Obviously every soul's different. Not everyone would, you know, just accept someone's limiting belief. I remember that with Oprah. There was a moment where she talks about doing laundry with her grandmother and her grandmother said, I hope you have some good white folks one day when you're older. <laughs> and Oprah was little. And she's like, she even as a young one, she's like, that's not going to be me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which we know Oprah knew thyself. You know, she was not going to need that. But that was a moment where she got handed a story. She categorically rejected yeah. even at like five years old. So there's obviously a great, beautiful examples like that where someone could tell you the worst thing ever and you won't buy it. But if there is that hesitancy in the little one, like Finley, who's really sensitive and scared, if he feels that mom's validating that sensitivity and fear, 
he feels that. And it kind of, in a sense, is the outer reflection of his inner feeling, which really cements it to be feeling Mm. true. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, and, and I guess, yeah, I just kind of accepted it before. It's like, oh, this is the kind of kid he is. He needs support. And, you know, I guess I'm not saying he doesn't need support, but I guess if I'm looking at it that different way, you know, like the inner voice was kind of talking about it as it's, it's important, you know, that, that he can be alone. How about this? How about this? Instead of rejecting how he is, you know, that doesn't sound good. Let's accept where he is. He's a highly sensitive child, but also with that, the and of that, instead of the but of that is, and I'm helping him develop courage. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, the courage that's already there. Yeah, on the other side of him, it totally is there in full expression. Just like yeah. you are this totally amazing mom that already is calm about everything <laughs> on the other side, right? That's you too. So both of you are on the journey to accessing this deeper part of yourselves. Everyone is. Most people just don't even know they have another aspect of themselves that is courageous or that is this confident about being a mom and is this happy they only have one child. <laughs> yeah. Like that's you outside of your own mind. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, if it's true for him, it's true for me. Yeah, your inner voice said it. Neither one had any conflict whatsoever with not having more kids. It was designed that way. There's no floating around soul that's waiting for a body or didn't get one that's like, I missed out. They, they, they left without me. It's not a cruise ship that you left without them. There's no one left behind. It's exactly perfectly right. And in a way, it sounds like from what you got from both, from your, both inner voices, it's in part to help him become more courageous. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the most surprising part about, I guess, about today is that, you know, if you'd have told me, oh, we're going to, you know, we'll do a beanbag on this and we'll talk to, you know, I would have thought it was just like, oh, just allow it. It's just, you know, it'll be okay. It'll be fine. But it was almost like, this is actually the best thing. Um, that's the surprising part to me, you know, is the the perspective that it's, it's not just okay, you know, he's not going to just be okay. He's actually supposed to be this way and it's important. Um, It's designed. You're exactly on point. Like if you had another kid out of the blue, that wouldn't have made life better. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how it seemed. It's like, this was, this is, this is what's supposed to be, I guess. It's not just okay. Isn't that the beauty of life? That, oh my gosh, this thing I thought was like this big failure of me as a mother is actually the exact thing that this soul asked of me to help him find courage in himself. Yeah, that, yeah, it just feels like a big weight off, I guess. Good. Yeah. You know, it's very, yeah, it's very interesting how it's like, you know, we do the beanbag and you don't know why it's better, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and it's nice that you could talk to your inner voice and be like, well, what do you have to say about it? It was very helpful. We released the beanbags first because those were very big ones. Obviously, it's a big story for both you and your son, right? Finley and you both have been holding on to this story in the wrong understanding of it, right? You both knew it was important, but you didn't know why. (laughs) And now you've just found out the why, but it was so much easier to find out because the beanbags weren't blocking that truth from you anymore. So you were able to hear the inner voice's answers and perspectives. If you still had those feelings in the way and we hadn't released them, they would come up and the mind would block you from hearing the inner voice. Or you could maybe get around it and hear because you're getting good at hearing, but it wouldn't be easy to fall through with because those beanbags would still be, imagine that sand dollar and the toothpick were still there. And then you were told, let him struggle. Yeah. Not as easy to do. And it's not about negating his little sensitivity, like a little one. You know, he is a sensitive little one. We don't have to make him, like you said, the kid that runs and falls over and gets back up. He doesn't have to be that kid right now. But as you accept him fully where he's at and help him grow forward, you're helping him build that confidence and that courage that he already has on the other side of himself in this you know, by reflecting that to him. But it'll actually come from you being in your own inner voice 
looking at him because your inner voice isn't worried about him. So coming from this place of yourself that is your inner voice is that like my dad is the example of like seeing our infinite capabilities, especially me. He told me when I was young, I was going to be president one day or, you know, the first time I sold an ankle bracelet, he said, you're going to be a millionaire and buy me a boat and I'm going to work for you. The first time I accidentally sold an ankle bracelet. But the truth was, in a sense, he really meant that. And he didn't tell my brothers they were going to be president. (laughs) He knew they would make money, but he didn't actually, I don't think he really thought they could do that. He really believed in me. He really saw that potential. And I felt that in him, it was such a gift. So going into your own inner voice to look at him probably will be one of the most potentially amazing shifts for you to come from that really sure, clear, knowing, confident place, even more than your own mind might looking at him Yeah, as he is as a little five-year-old. Yeah. Because, you know, we try to be, you know, as parents, we try to like affirm and encourage our kids. Um, but yeah, like you said, if, if we're not feeling that way, <laughs> they'll feel what you're feeling you know, more than what that you say, yeah. right? They're very perceptive little energetic beings. Yeah, that's true. I knew my dad wasn't lying to me when he said I could be president. He really thought that. <laughs> like, so I knew that like there was like, if he said something I didn't think he believed, I would have been able to feel that. Yeah. No, it it does make a difference. Yeah, because I I can actually think about how he actually is, you know, that he is like, you know, there's courage and there's strength and it's there. And I I can maybe plug into that and try to encourage him to develop it, that it's already there, you know. You could help him hear his own inner voice. Inner voice, are you courageous? Are you strong? Are you yeah, capable? I've never, yeah, I've never tried. No, I've never exactly. Thought about it. <laughs> I know it. Well, we're just starting, Jennifer. We're baby steps, right? We're doing it for you, but ultimately, you can bring this to your son too. So maybe that's something to play with if you feel like it as it organically unfolds. Yeah. Not it doesn't have to be in the next two weeks, but it's something to consider and recognizing that when you take the time for yourself, shows him that it's okay to take time for yourself. Yeah. For himself. For, yeah, for himself. Yes. And to put your needs first. Because if you don't ever do what you need for yourself, how does he know that he needs to be able to take care of himself? That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're doing everything beautifully, but now you just see so much more clearly what the potentials are and that it's not just right. It's perfect. Perfectly right. It's literally like his... In, at this stage of his life, at least, his little life's work. <laughs> it's not work, but, you know, his little progress, his little, his little literal next step to find that courage in himself. Yeah. And he oh, still has great. his little half-brother. Like, this is not like he doesn't have a sibling. He just doesn't have one all the time, so he can find more of that courage in himself. No, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> He's got it pretty cushy. He's got like, he's got a sibling, but he also gets a chance to be courageous. No, that does. Like I said, it just, it does completely change the way I see it. You know, it's not a disability or it's not a, something he's going to have to overcome or, you know, it's like part of the puzzle instead. And he needs that piece, I guess. And you signed up for it and said, yes, I'd love to do that with you. Yeah. How beautiful. Jennifer. Okay. So obviously as far as like go into the next two weeks of your life and see what unfolds, but remember to beanbag as things come up, like guilt or responsibility or any of these old like sadnesses that might still show up in other parts of your body. Um, And also with your little one, you know, you can always continue to connect to Finley's inner voice if you want to. Now you've done that. So you know, and you can always ask your own inner voice, which is getting so strong and connected to you. You can, you know, ask your inner voice, am I hearing from Finley's if you're ever questioning, but you can ask his inner voice, you know, well, what do I do? He's crying on the floor. <laughs> inner yeah. voice of Finley, like, what do I, what do I, how do I support you? 
as a little five-year-old right now, because they are talking to his eternal non-physical self, which is eternally wise and totally fine, even if he's having a freak out on the ground. You know, he's allowed to have a little human tantrum as he's a little human, but inner voice, how do I help him? This is something any mom could try. We've have even had Nahama, an IVFT grad. She's four children, and in her fourth child, she did an inner voice session before her child was even born with the inner voice of the child, and then listened to, it's an episode if you go back in the archives, she had a painless birth of that child because she connected to the child and asked how they wanted to come into this reality, and she played the inner voice session with the child's inner voice as she birthed the child. Whoa. I know. And she had three other normal births that were not painless. And then she had that one. It was completely different because she was connecting to the child on a completely different level as she did so. So you can have these totally fun potentials play out for yourself too. So I'm excited for our chat in you know, two weeks to hear how this is going for you. And of course, if wrist or shoulder pain also come up, by all means, feel free to beanbag um, with him next to you or when he's not, or help him beanbag any fearful emotions of being alone, you could help him beanbag those. Yeah, I could. I mean, I could definitely try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, never and, thought of that. Yeah, and you've got this really beautiful connection opening up with your inner voice. So whenever you're questioning anything about this subject or parenting, you've got now two experts, your own inner voice and his inner voice to go to for guidance. Yeah, that's nuts, <laughs> honestly. How much easier is parenting now? God, it's like how much easier is it to hear music when you've got two ears telling you about the music than asking your nose to hear the music? Yeah, no, that's, it's, uh, like I said, I feel, feel like it's pretty nuts. I never even considered considered that. And, and even when you had me doing it, you know, and I was like, I could, gosh, I can hear a yes, but I don't want to tell her that because I don't know, <laughs> you know, what's going to come next. I, I, I would be, I guess, yeah, I was just like, oh gosh, I don't know. But no, it's really, really interesting. All right. Well, let's see what happens next, Jennifer. Thank you so much for, for being on the show today. Well, no problem. I'm glad to be here. It's been great. 